Destination Morocco is excited to announce our new supporters platform where you can show your support for the podcast. Since early 2022, we have delighted in sharing with you the best of Morocco. Great travel advice, cultural insights, conversations with fellow travelers, and our own personal recommendations drawn from a lifetime of experiences. After all, we are proudly Moroccan-owned and operated with the mission to be genuine and trustworthy leaders in Moroccan tourism. Now, you can contribute directly to the podcast and help us continue this mission. Whether five, eight, or ten dollars, a one-time or a monthly commitment, your support is greatly appreciated and keeps the podcast going strong. Follow the link in the podcast show notes or go to coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com and simply search for the word Morocco. See you there. Continuing on the same road, it takes you to the beautiful part of Merzouga, very famous part of southern Morocco, which is very known by the golden sand dunes. People can experience different activities through these sand dunes, such as camel riding, spending night under the stars in tents, enjoying the local folklores, music with the local people. They can go on quad bikes, 4WD tour around the huge sand dunes. Very interesting. Welcome to the Destination Morocco podcast, the show that takes you away to the beautiful country of Morocco. I am your host, Azadeen El Mustakim. In each episode, we explore Moroccan culture, history, attractions, and activities. Real and practical information coming from experienced travelers and native Moroccans like myself. Our goal is to help travelers that are struggling with planning any type of trip to Morocco. Our company, Destination Morocco, builds personalized tour packages that will ensure you enjoy our country just like local. Follow us at destinationmorocco.co. And now, let's go exploring. Welcome to Destination Morocco podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking with a tour leader specializing in southern Morocco, Dries Mazza. We're going to be focusing on the southern part of Morocco for this season, for 2023 season. I know last year we have talked quite a bit about the north side of Morocco, and rightfully so, because we always recommend if it's your first time visiting Morocco, visit Fas. The Imperial Cities, the north side is the right way to go. Now, if you have been already, and this is your second time, so this episode is definitely for you. It's going to have a lot of content, really, really good information the next time you're planning your tour to Morocco, especially the south side of Morocco. In today's episode, I would like to welcome Dries Mazza to the podcast. Welcome to Destination Morocco, Dries. Hello, Mr. Azdin. Thank you so much for having me with you. You're very welcome. So what is your story, Dries? And what inspired you to become a tour leader specializing in southern part of Morocco? Being a tour guide or a tour leader, it's a dream that turned to a reality. Once I traveled to my parents' home village, 
I was very young and I met a couple of tourists there. They got lost. So I had a chance to practice my language and to be interacted with foreigners, travelers in my country. I had to help them and I learned a lot from them. They learned a lot from me. It was my first contact with travelers in Morocco. And also it made me really happy and proud to show them my country and help them with whatever they need. So from that time, actually when I was like 19 years old almost, I had in my mind tourism. I wanted tourism. I want to be a tour leader and to show people my country. That's incredible. So in today's episode, we're going to be covering an itinerary. An itinerary that it's a seven-day, basically. And personally, I believe seven-day, doing the southern part of Morocco is just perfect. We have recommended in the past, if you're doing the north, we always recommend seven, eight days. And the same thing for the southern part of Morocco. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about the itinerary that we're going to be covering today. Basically, it's going to be day one through day seven. So day one is going to be Marrakesh, Tluet, and Ait bin Hiddu. And then day two is going to be Ait bin Hiddu, Skura, Dad's Valley, Tudra Gorge. And then day three is going to be Tudra Gorge, Tinj Dad, and Merzuga. And then we're going to go to day four, which is Merzuga, Risani, and Nqub. And then day five, we're going to cover Nqub. Agudiz, Warzazat. Oh, I know these names. I know they are hard to pronounce. Yes, for sure. We're going to go to Warzazat and Imlil, and then back to Marrakesh on day seven from Imlil to Marrakesh. We're going to cover a lot of ground. I mean, the scenery, everything in the south side of Morocco is just, it's fascinating. It's beautiful. So take us through day one, if you would, please, Idris. The first day starts from Marrakesh towards Telwet via the High Atlas Mountains, Tishka Pass, and then to Ait Ben Haddu, a World Heritage Site of UNESCO, and it's a very beautiful and attractive fortified village. It takes us about four hours of driving between Marrakesh and Ait Ben Haddu, visiting Telwet on the way. It's an amazing day which leads you to explore the magic of the southeast of Morocco starting with this beautiful village of Telwet, which has an old story, starting from the early days. Especially this village of Telwet, very well known by its beautiful, well-designed mud buildings and also its hospitality and the Kasbah of Telwet. It's the Kasbah along the former road of the caravans from the Sahara over the High Atlas Mountains. The Kasbah was a seat of the Pasha Glawi family's power. The Pasha Glawi was very rich and he was able actually to govern the whole area. He was a kind of representative of the royal family in this area. The construction of this beautiful Kasbah started within 1860 and it was further expanded in later years. There is an interesting history that can be explored, can be discovered when visiting this beautiful Kasbah. Further down and through the Onila Valley, we continue on our day towards Ait Ben Haddu village, which is a historical fortified village, or like we say in Berber language, Igram, along the former caravan roads also linked between the sub-Saharan tribes and Marrakesh city. 
So what is the significance of this route and why people should go through here, go into the south? This combination, how significant is it? This road had been an ancient road for the caravan traders since the old days, since Marrakesh was governed by one of the famous dynasties of Almoravids during the 11th century. Marrakesh at that time used to be known as the biggest trading point. However, a lot of people from the sub-Saharan tribes used to travel via the High Atlas Mountains to sell their products and to do their merchants in Marrakesh. So it is very interesting to go through this route to explore a lot of things, such as Kasbad of Telwet. This pasha that I have mentioned actually used to have a big power stretched to Marrakesh and the whole southern of Morocco. He used to have large buildings and he used to control all of these caravans. He used to get a lot of business and he got very rich from the proximity of the salt mines in High Atlas Mountains. There is a lot of things to see along this route. A beautiful scenic, beautiful landscape, beautiful houses. It's incredible. And there is a lot of history to see along this way. It's all connected, these three places, Marrakesh, Telwet, and Dayt bin Haddu, they are all connected and related places in the old days. That's amazing. So now we move to day two, which has Eid bin Haddu, Skura, Dad's Valley, and Tudra Gorge. What makes this day two such an interesting place for people to visit, especially if it's their first time visiting the southern part of Morocco, Greece? Visiting, you cannot visit the southern of Morocco without visiting these beautiful places that you have mentioned, such as Skura and Tudra Valley and Dedes. Most people don't know about Skura, which is a beautiful oasis full of almond, fig and olive trees, and there is a huge palm groove in the area. It's all irrigated from the High Atlas Mountains. That's where they get big water supplier. In addition, there are beautiful designed kasbas in this area. The most famous one is the Kasba Amridil, the largest in Skura, and I would say it's the largest fortified house or kasba in southern of Morocco. It was built actually in the 17th century by Nasiri family who still own the kasba nowadays. Oh, wow. It's a museum itself that can present and offers great opportunity to learn about how people once lived in the Kasbah for over 300 years ago. Very interesting. Definitely. This population became really large now, but unchanged. They never changed their way of life. They still have the same style. You can tell that when you visit the area from the houses, streets, Kasbah walls are well maintained nowadays. It's really worth to visit. In addition, you can also find bread ovens, old wells, and ancient olive oil press. Oh, wow. This Kasbah had been featured in the Moroccan 50 dirham note, the old one. And also it's been featured in several movies such as Lawrence of Arabia and Ali Baba with the 40 Thieves. That's incredible. So it's really like, you know, walking back in time. Exactly. It's an incredible experience. Absolutely. Oh, that's great. So now we move to day three, which is Merzuga. Can you describe what it's like to explore these cities, these villages, these places in the southern part of Morocco? For this part or this day that goes from Todra Valley towards Merzuga, 
Passing Tinjdad village on the way, it's an interesting part also of the southern of Morocco to be explored. It's a very interesting place. It takes about three and a half hours of driving from Todra Valley towards Merzouga. But people should make sure that they stop at Tinjdad to visit one of the most beautiful KSAR. It's a fortified village, which is still inhabited nowadays. It's very interesting to wander these streets to explore the Xar and meet local residents. It represents you the lifestyle that goes back to the 17th and 18th century in the area. Wow. You can also visit one of the most beautiful and unique Berber museums. There are only a couple of Berber museums in the whole Morocco. And visiting the museum of Al Khorbat, it's called Al Khorbat. It really gives you an idea, the whole idea of Berber history and show how daily life worked in the old days. It's really well organized. So you can learn about many things such as agriculture, medicines, cooking, clothing, and family life and many other things. That's incredible. Yeah. And on the way, there is a very interesting stop to take, which is very worth to explore one of the oldest underground irrigation systems in the country. It used to be their only way to get water from the High Atlas Mountains or water supply from High Atlas Mountains to their oasis in the Sahara Desert to irrigate all their palm trees and their agriculture. It is called Khattarat. Yes, the wells. The wells, exactly. It's an ancient irrigation canal that goes back to the 11th century. Continuing on the same road, it takes you to the beautiful part of Merzouga, very famous part of southern Morocco, which is very known by the golden sand dunes. People can experience different activities through these sand dunes, such as camel riding, spending night under the stars in tents, enjoying the local folklores, music with the local people. They can go on quad bikes, 4WD tour around the huge sand dunes. Very interesting. Moving on to day four, we just talked about Merzouga, and the next stop is going to be Risani and Nqub. What makes Risani and Nqub so special, and why should people take their time to explore these stops? From Merzouga towards Nkob, visiting the Risani on the way, this journey takes almost three and a half hours of driving. People should stop to visit Risani because Risani is an interesting part of the southeastern of Morocco. It's considered the origins of the current royal family. The current royal family governed Morocco for over 360 years, so almost four centuries now. And this is where they started their royal ring for the first time. It used to be called Sijil Massa, which is the capital of the whole state of Tefilelt in the old days. Yes. It's a medieval and trade city. The walls of this former city expands a few miles towards Ziz Valley. It's Z-I-Z Valley. That's before the 14th century. It's also considered the famed desert capital. It is famous for high quality of leather production made from goat skin, especially. However, the area is very well known by goats, not only madaris or camels. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we have dromadaries in Morocco. We don't have camels. We have dromadary with one hump. We don't have camels with two humps, but we still call them camels here in Morocco. Mm, interesting. 
Yeah. So also it's very famous for its beautiful, small and interesting dates market that is still functioning to this day. You can visit that especially during the harvesting season of dates. You can see numbers of different kinds of dates presented there to sell for people. The prices of dates actually starts from $2, which is 20 Moroccan dirhams, and goes up to 160 dirhams per kilogram, wow. per each kilogram. Yeah, And also you can visit one of the ancient workshops of fossils. When I say fossils, the whole area of Tafilalt during the Jurassic time used to be under the sea. And not just nowadays, but since a long time ago, people used to find very valuable and interesting things there. All this area is full of fossils. They get them and they polish them using different machines imported from Italy or different kind of countries. Interesting. Yeah. Going from Risani towards visiting Al-Nif and Tazarin, over there you can explore the fields of Hina. Mm. Henna location-wise, really interesting. You can take a break to explore these beautiful plants. I know people will see that in Jamal Fna that there are henna designers, ladies who can give you tattoos. But for us, as Berbers in the old days, we didn't use it for tattooing. We used it for medicinal purposes. And also, ladies used to dye their hands with this henna during the special celebrations like weddings, like different celebrations that people can celebrate, even during the religious celebrations. On the way towards Nukob, I mean, exactly in Nukob, you can explore a beautiful 45 Kasba. It is overlooking the beautiful oasis of Palm Grove and has a great panoramic view overlooking the Anti-Atlas Mountains. We use Anti-A-N-T-I, which means the Anti-Atlas, the little mountain range. It's a volcanic mountain range. This word came from antiquity, very old mountains formed within 185 millions of years ago. Mm-hmm. Over there, also people grow saffron. That is something that Morocco is well known for. And Moroccan saffron is very high quality of saffron. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So you can explore this beautiful area. It is also known by its high quality of henna and production and also the grow cumin. It's a spice that we use for cooking and for medicinal purposes too. I remember when I complained to my mom when I was young, I used to complain (laughs) to my mom about my, oh, my stomach. I've got upset stomach or something like that. I remember she used to take like a small spoon of cumin and she put it in a half cup of water, just cold water. And then I drink it like that. And then within 10 minutes, I feel good. Yeah, I still do the same thing at home, So I, but I don't mix it with the water. All right. Yeah, just a small spoon, cumin, then I follow it with the, with a glass of water. Very interesting. Right. Now, we're going to go to day five, and we're going to start again from Nukub, and then we're going to go to Agudiz, then Warzazat. I know these names. You'll see the spelling in the show notes. So what can visitors expect? When they visit Agudas and where is that? Uh, please, Dries. Agudas has the largest kasbahs used to be inhabited by Moroccan Jews, Berber Jews who used to live there trading for different activities. They still have their heritage exist over there. This journey actually between Nukob and where is that takes about three hours of driving approximately. 
but it's really okay. worth to take a break and explore the Dar'a Valley, which represents the region fame. It has over than two millions of palm trees, which is the largest oh, wow. oasis of palm trees in the whole southern of Morocco. That's incredible. Continuing along the way, you can see dramatic views, dramatic landscape along the way, very beautiful dried mountains, which is a part of the anti-Atlas mountains. It's different than high Atlas mountains. This is very dry, very rocky mountains and very dark mountains. Along this road, we can also tell a story about a famous movie that had been shot there. By the way, it's an American movie. It's an American film. It is called Babel. It was shot between 2000 and 2002, almost. That's the movie with Brad Pitt? Exactly. That's the movie with the Brad Pitt when he was traveling to Morocco. The movie is highly recommended for our visitors to see. It's really good. It's just a movie which made the area more famous and brought tourism business to the area. Oh, definitely. And when I talk about movies, we are about to enter Warzazet, which used to be a long time ago, a small crossing point for African traders on their way to the north of Morocco and Europe. Warzazet is known as a movie town. Some people call it, or our visitors call it Moroccan Hollywood, but I call it personally Moroccan or Mollywood. I call it Mollywood. The cinema industry started in this area from the early 50s. A lot of American movies and French movies, Moroccan movies had been shot there. Egyptian movies also. There is a couple of large studios in this area of Warzazet by different international companies of work there. In addition of filming industry, there is a huge kasba called Tawrirt. Yeah, that's, that's a really nice one, yes. The kasba of Tawrirt, by the way, in Warzazet is really worth the detour with the beautiful, exceptional architecture. It's representative of the southeast of Morocco. When I say Warzazet, I mean the capital of the southeast. People start their desert tours and desert journeys from Warzazet towards Zagura, then Mohamed al-Ghizlan, or either towards Merzoukavia, the road of 1000 Kasbah. I also want to add that uh, Warzazet is very well famous nowadays by a large solar power station, which will spread within the whole Morocco. And Moroccan government is thinking actually to export it outside of Morocco to African countries or European countries. Why not in the future? Escape to the exotic beauty of Morocco with our exclusive small group tours. Experience intimate group sizes that ensure personalized attention and unforgettable adventures. From the enchanting streets of Marrakesh to the serene beauty of the Sahara Desert. Forge friendships that last a lifetime while immersing yourself in Morocco's rich culture, vibrant traditions, and warm hospitality. Book your small group tour with Destination Morocco today. Experience the intimacy of a private tour at an affordable price. Go to our website, destinationsmorocco.com, that's destinations with an S, morocco.com, and reserve your spot today. That's very interesting. I know it's the largest solar system in Africa. It's in a really good spot. 
So you can see it actually going from Ait bin Hiddu going towards Mirzuga. It's on the yes. left-hand side. It's on the left-hand side. You can see it far a distance. You can see over three millions of mirrors over there. Yeah, very interesting. Wow. Okay, perfect. So now we move to day six. Day six, we have Warzazat and Imlil. And what makes Imlil such a popular destination for tourists visiting Morocco, especially when it comes to hikers? light hikers or people that really love to hike in general from Wersizet towards Imlil village it takes about five hours of driving along this road you will enjoy the beautiful and dramatic landscape of high atlas mountains through this winding road crossing the highest mountain you're gonna drive up to the elevation of 2260 meters high so that's almost 7,000 feet you will explore numerous of villages before you get into Imlil. The village is also a part of High Atlas Mountains. It's a beautiful village located at the elevation of 1,800 meters high above the sea level. It is very known as the best destination for hikers. They come from different countries all over the world to ascend the Tubkal Mountain, which is the highest mountain in North Africa. Rising up to nearly 4,167 meters high above the sea level, this mountain started to be known since the early 20th century by the climbers who explored it and created the trails to go up to ascend this mountain. People can take easy hikes as well, just wandering around the villages and beautiful lush and green valleys. They can also taste a cup of tea with locals or they can be invited or hosted for a meal with the local Berber family. I mean, people don't go just for hiking or only for hiking to the High Atlas Mountains, but they go also to explore the unique culture, the hospitality of local people. It is very worth to visit this area, really nice. I, I completely agree, yeah. Very popular destination for hikers in the whole Morocco. Hikes can be taken also in different parts of Morocco, not only Imlil. But Imlil is like the first destination for hikers. Definitely. Absolutely. That's incredible. So that concludes day six. Now we are into day seven. And basically day seven, we're going to go from Imlil back to Marrakesh, where the itinerary started. So in terms of distance between Imlil and Marrakesh, what is the driving time between Imlil and Marrakesh? The driving time between Imlil and Marrakesh is about one and a half hours. I see. It is very close to Marrakesh and it is one of the popular destinations for visitors to Marrakesh, especially people who don't have enough time to see most of Morocco. They go actually, they take this journey which is the most popular from Marrakesh towards Imlil to do hiking, to explore the area. They can take three days to tour from Marrakesh to ascend the Tubkal Mountain and then back again to Marrakesh. I see. That's very interesting. So now we have completed the whole itinerary. Do you want to add anything else to this itinerary? This is a very unique itinerary. I highly recommend this itinerary for our travelers who are interested to visit Morocco because booking this tour with us will make you explore the deep of Morocco the real and the hidden gems of Morocco. Most of them are in southeastern of Morocco. So it is highly recommended for people to take this tour. Very interesting and very knowledgeable tour. 
That's amazing. Because one thing that I, I know for a fact, I am originally from Tilwet, which is basically on the first day of the itinerary. And I've been to Beit Ben Hiddu and I live in Marrakesh as well. So that drive between Marrakesh and, you know, I've taken it probably close to a hundred times. Antlawat is almost invisible to people going from Marrakesh to Warzazat because you have to pay attention. As soon as you pass Tishka, which is also called the Tishka Pass, you have to look for the sign on your left-hand side and you have to exit the road. It's just dirt roads and there are hundreds of villages just hidden and nobody would see them. It's part of the country, but it's just amazing, amazing. And and what I have noticed, you know, being as a kid, I mean, we traveled Marrakesh to Tilwat. And when we used to go, we, we used to go in, not an 18-wheeler, of course, but it's like 14-wheeler. And we put everything, you know, that we're traveling with, the gear and everything, the blankets, everything, the kitchen, where, because the mountains, there's not much of that stuff back then. This is back in the 80s, early 80s and mid-80s. And so it's just fascinating. So one thing that you're going to get doing this itinerary is the change of scenery. So when it says, for example, the distance between Marrakesh and Etib and is about four hours or five hours, it's actually going to take you a little bit longer because you're going to make quite a few stops. And those stops are really, really what makes that trip. The destinations are incredible for sure. But between, even me as a local, between Tliwat and Etib and I know when I, when I visited last time, it took me about 45 minutes to an hour, but I had to make at least four or five stops along the way. And I left around my village, I would say 6.15, 6.30 a.m. The view is just incredible because I wanted to get to Eid bin Haddu before it gets busy, before it gets touristy, before it gets too crowded, then it's not really fun, you know, at least for me. So and I can just imagine it's the same way for a lot of visitors, a lot of tourists, whether you're traveling by yourself or traveling with in a private group or just a regular group or with your family and friends. So the key to these destinations is always arrive early. I cannot really recommend it enough. This itinerary is amazing. I remember Dad's Valley. I remember Gorge, you know, Tudra Gorge. It's just so many hidden gems. It's absolutely worth it. Skura, just this itinerary is just, it's really, really, really incredible. Just to give you perspective, you can spend six months leaving Marrakesh, starting with Imlil, doing the southern tour of Morocco, just doing homestays, just doing villages. In six months, you will not see the same place, the same village again. It's so much stuff to see, just to give you an idea how rich the southern part of Morocco. Personally, I believe it doesn't get enough credit, but there's so much to see. The people, the people are actually what make really the experience, the, the hospitality. The Berbers in Tluat are different than the Berbers in Eid ibn Haddu, even though they are close to each other. I mean, it's a one-hour drive, but Eid ibn Haddu is a little bit more advanced when it comes to tourists, when it comes to foreigners, when it comes to different cultures, because of their location, they have been exposed to those things for decades versus other villages. I actually have been to a village when I just, when I go into the village, it looks empty because everybody's inside just looking at you. You know, they just want to see who you are. They are, you know, curious. They don't know who you are. But then, you know, your cousin shows up and, you know, you go and walk in together. Then he knows somebody and somebody knows him, recognize him. Then they come out and they greet you. It's like, hey, cup of tea, cup of tea, cup of tea throughout the whole village. So, you know, the Berber culture is incredible. It is amazing, amazing culture. What are we going to be doing? You know, just like I said in earlier this episode, we're going to be covering quite a bit of the south side of Morocco, the southern part of Morocco. It's not even the tip of the iceberg that we have talked about when it comes 
to the southern part of Morocco. The local cultures, the nomads, we haven't talked about the Monigeti Merzouga. You can spend some time with them. You can do so many things in here. For the listeners, if you have any suggestions, if you have any questions or a topic that you want us to cover in a specific episode, we can do that. This is going to be with us. We're going to do a mini-series where we're going to cover every day as an episode. So we're probably going to do six or seven episodes because we want to do the south of Morocco the right way. So much to talk about. It's just not enough time in one episode to cover all of them. So Dries is going to be definitely back with us and we'll do mini-series with him so we can talk about everything that is south of Morocco. He has a lot of stories to tell, you know, with his experience, his background. When we say Berber, to a lot of people, it seems like it's one person and one language, but in fact, it's not. There are many tribes speak the same language. It's called Berber, but it's different from Merzouga than where I'm from, the Atlas Mountains, then when you go to Sousse, a different part of Morocco, Massa. Then when you go again to the north side to Reef, you know, mountains. So, the, you know, just the Berber, it's, it's not just one word. It's a whole nation. <laughs> it's incredible. So I'm really looking forward to those episodes. For me, personally, I want to learn so much. And I know it's going to be extremely informational for the audience. So I'm really, really, really excited for those episodes. And I can't wait for you to listen to them. So now the other question that I have for you, what is the advice that you would give someone who's planning a tour to southern Morocco for the first time? What type of advice would you give them as a professional tour leader? First of them, about safety precautions, make sure that they drink enough mineral water, especially within their visit to the southern of Morocco. Avoid to drink tap water because as locals we do, we do drink it because we're used to it. But for our travelers, they should not. They should buy mineral water from any kind of regular stores in the village, along the way, everywhere we can buy water. They need to drink water, especially in the southern of Morocco, because there is a heat. They can be exposed to the heat. It's always hot and sunny over there. One more thing about the dress code. I would like to say it is better if they cover because... Like I have mentioned, they will be exposed to the sun most of the time, most of the day. So it will be good to cover their shoulders in case their skin can be affected by sun. If not, then I guarantee that they will enjoy the sun the whole year round in this area. It is highly recommended to visit this area, southern of Morocco, during the spring or autumn. If people want more heat they can visit during the summer, which is still good if they wish to attend some Berber weddings in High Atlas Mountains or south of Morocco. Sometimes it would be very nice for our travelers to bring some like good gears to prepare themselves for this part of Morocco because we can take hikes, we can go up the mountains, we can walk through the sand dunes, we can like it would be good to bring clothes, shoes, like walking shoes, long pants, shirt with long sleeves. If they have a hat, would be very nice. They should bring their sun cream, box spray, anything of that. They should bring their own medication, which is good because we do have medication here. We do have a lot of pharmacies. And as Moroccans, we can go to the pharmacy and buy whatever we need of medication without using doctor prescription or anything. And I advise people not to eat street food. Street food is not recommended and no salads during the hot seasons. 
because locals, they can wash those salads and vegetable only with local tap water, which can affect stomach for our travelers, upset stomach. Taking pictures to locals, it would be nice if they take permission from local people before they take picture because locals are conservative and sometimes they don't feel comfortable with others taking pictures of them. I highly recommend this part of Morocco for our travelers to visit it because for me it is the most worth part to visit in our country because it has a lot of hidden gems for floor style, weddings, food, local dresses, culture, architecture and a lot of things. I mean different things that can be explored and learned by our visitors. So it is very worth part to visit if people are interested to learn about and explore deep Morocco. This is highly recommended tour for them. Dries, thank you so much for doing this episode. Really, really, really appreciate it. Looking forward to the next episodes with you and it's going to be a lot of fun. A little bit more detail. We're going to go in depth and talking about each city, each village, each location throughout the southern part of Morocco. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Very proud to be a part of your team. And thank you so much, our listeners. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Destination Morocco podcast. Our dedicated show website, DestinationMoroccoPodcast.com is where you can find all of our episodes, leave a review, find our social media links, and even register as a guest. If you have been to Morocco yourself and would love to share a story, advice, or recommendations, you're welcome to participate in our podcast. Whether it's a five-minute story or a full conversation, we will guide you through the steps so that you can share your experience with our listeners. We will be back soon enough with a new episode for you as we continue our exploration of the beautiful country of Morocco. See you then. You have traveled the world, but Morocco's allure beckons you. Destination Morocco is here to create the perfect once-in-a-lifetime Moroccan journey tailored exclusively to your desires. Let us craft an itinerary that unlocks the secrets of this mesmerizing land just for you. For a luxurious, bespoke Moroccan adventure of a lifetime, visit destinationsmorocco.com That's destinations with an S, morocco.com And let us turn your dreams into reality. Your amazing Moroccan experience awaits.